Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. John Morris, Katie Smith, and remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Golden Bruiser Awards. Oh, yeah. Talked with the other K. Smith, Christy Smith, about <laughs> yeah. that going into the Golden Bruisers. Mm-hmm. We're going to follow up on that a little bit. Uh, Katie, what a day. We've got the three Baylor student-athletes honored as Scholar-Athletes of the Year for Baylor Athletics. Yes, so, so excited to have all three of them. The hope was kind of, man, we know they're going to do internships. We know they're going to do different things for the summer, and hopefully we can catch them before they leave. And so we have the privilege of having all three on with us today. And so we have Maddie Voorhees from Equestrian, Lily Williams from Track and Field, and Ryan Day from Cross Country. And they are all our Scholar Athletes of the Year, which I, I said it earlier. I think this is just the the cake of like, wow, they really do it all. They're yeah. great student athletes. They are great in the classroom. They really just get it done all over the place. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, we appreciate y'all being here. Thanks. Maddie, congratulations uh, to you. What does that mean to uh, to win that Golden Bruiser as one of the uh, – you and Lily were co-female yeah. Scholar Athletes of the Year. No, it was super exciting. It was, it was really, really rewarding after a pretty tough year. You know, athletics and academics together are hard, but it was, it was very rewarding. I was super shocked. I was up against three brilliant people, and so I was very surprised. Very cool. Did you not know – do you all not know who wins until it's announced? We do not know until okay. it's announced. Oh, that's good. Lily, congratulations. Uh, same. What did that mean to you? It's interesting because we're called student-athletes, and I think a lot of the times the student part can – take a backside. So it was awesome that we have that Scholar Athlete of the Year award. And it was a privilege and an honor to be able to win and to have two females win that award is kind of representative of just Baylor and Baylor Athletics and the high standard we hold ourselves to. So yeah, that's awesome. Very yeah. good. Very well said. And, Ryan, congratulations. You're the uh, male honoree Scholar Athlete of the Year. What does that mean to you? Uh, well, it was kind of a, an unexpected honor. <laughs> I, uh, like like um, they said before, you don't really know until, like, they get up on stage and call out your name. So, um, uh, yeah, it was an honor. I was really happy to receive that award. And um, it's kind of cool to, like, I don't know, get that recognition after a long time here, just sort of plugging away, doing what I do. So that was fun. Very nice. Absolutely. Now let's throw it way back to what what drew you guys to Baylor. Obviously, academics is a, a huge part of what you guys do here based on this award. But, Ryan, from Waco, Texas, what was Baylor always the dream, or what did that kind of look like? Well, yeah, so my, my dad works here, and I, like, obviously growing up in Waco, grew up around Baylor, like, going to games here and there, stuff like that. Yeah. So – yeah, Baylor was always kind of on my list. Um, I was fortunate enough since my father, Scott, works here, I wouldn't have to pay tuition if I got accepted. So mm. that was always, yeah, kind of plan A. Yeah. Um, 
didn't really look at very many other places, truthfully. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it turned out super well, and I've really enjoyed my time here. And then you decided to do the mechanical engineering program. Is that correct? That's correct. And yeah. so what what was the draw to mechanical engineering? Um, so like just sort of growing up and throughout like high school where you sort of try to figure out maybe like what you might be doing for a career. I just yeah. really enjoyed like physics and building things. Um, we actually had some engineering classes in my high school and those were fun. So I thought it'd be a good fit um, going to college. Um so, yeah, I got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering here, and now I'm working on my master's. So. Wow, that's incredible. And how long will that program go? Um, so I'm almost done with the master's program. It's a two-year program. Um, I ended up switching research projects halfway through, so it'll take me, <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll take me two and a half years um, to finish that research and write everything up. But wow. almost done now. We're in the home stretch. Yeah, very, very exciting. So, Lily, what about you? You grew up in Colorado. What, what was that recruiting process like to Baylor? Well, unlike Ryan, I wanted to get as far away as home <laughs> as possible. And I love my family, but yeah. I was like, it's time for me to spread my wings. Um, and at the time, Coach Harbor was head coach, and I had a really strong relationship with him. Mm. And so he actually recruited me in to run the 800. And I told him, whoa, man, like the 800, that's a big one. Like if I come in, can I please do the 400 first and work my way up? 800 just sounds so um, far to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that reaction. Whoa, man. Whoa, yeah. man. 800. <laughs> I've like, seen the 800. <laughs> I was like, I'm willing, but I. <laughs> right. It will, it, it's a process, right? Yes. So Coach Harbor and I worked really well, like in, during the recruiting process. And I, I think a lot of the student athletes will vouch for this when they get on campus. I don't know how. Um, you guys felt, but it just felt very peaceful and very, mm. like, calm. Um, and that's – every other visit, I kind of had an inkling, like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm supposed to be at Baylor. And I, I don't know why, Yeah. but I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm going to pursue this avenue. And so that's how I came here. That's amazing. Yeah. And so what was it kind of about the academic side of Baylor that, that drew you there or into your major? Well, I don't remember if when I came in as a freshman, we were in R1 Research mm. Institute. I think that might have been two years ago. Yeah. Um, but we were still like on the road to become an R1 Institute. So that research, that STEM, I've had amazing female professors mm. in my STEM science classes and they have completely turned my academics around like mm. inspired me wow and i'm just so grateful for that so baylor is i think one of a kind in the academic side as well i'm so lucky yeah, yeah. that's so awesome well we're so glad you're yeah. here so maddie same for you what recruited you to baylor from canton georgia that's i mean that's far from home it is it's a little far and to be honest i really didn't know much about baylor whenever i started the whole recruiting process i basically just reached out to a bunch of schools really not knowing what i wanted to do and then Baylor reached back out to me, and I fell in love with the coach. She was so incredibly sweet. Ended up coming out on an official visit and loved it. I had, like The moment I stepped foot on campus, mm -hmm. I knew that this is where I wanted to be. The entire team was so welcoming. Everyone in Waco was welcoming, the staff here at Hires, and even the professors that I met whenever I got to go tour the school. It was I just knew the moment I stepped foot. 
That's awesome. I love when student athletes talk about that, that feeling of they're on campus and it's like, oh, this is home, whether you grew up in Waco, Texas, or you grew up in Canton, Georgia. Mm -hmm. But I love that. And then was it always electrical and computer engineering with a minor in mathematics? Let's not skate over (laughs) that. But was that always... In your spare time. (laughs) In your spare... Is that what you do in your spare time? Mathematics. mathematics, (laughs) Was that always what you wanted to do? To be honest, I really did not know coming into college. I knew that I love math. That's kind of all I knew. I didn't really quite know what direction I wanted to take it. And my parents were like, well, why don't you just try engineering? And my, I have a very big history of medicine in my background, so mm. I thought maybe I could try biomedical engineering. Yeah. And then came in, and we all took the general like 1301 classes, and I really fell in love with the electrical side. And so I thought, why not try it? And that's where I am now, and I love it. I could not have chosen anything else. That's awesome. That's great. Gosh, you are so impressive. They You're are so really impressive. Good. This is a this is a poster for Baylor. They are, and it's athletes. like we just scratched the surface yeah, exactly. like accolades. can we uh <laughs> can we pat your back a little bit more uh maddie a 3.87 gpa electrical and computer engineering major and uh pursuing her master yeah. of science in electrical and computer engineering with a 4.0 gpa way to go well done thank you and lily a 3.77 gpa congratulations that uh that just doesn't come Without a lot of hard work. And unlike Maddie, I had to uh, retake calculus <laughs> twice. <laughs> but we made it. But we made it. It's we great. It. Are you I saying that math is not your best subject? I do not have a minor in math. Sure. <laughs> sure. We can't all. And Ryan Day, a 3.97 GPA. Uh, fantastic, as we said, with uh, mechanical engineering. Ryan? Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank Most you. impressive. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that, That's incredible. That, that must have been for my master's because I think my undergrad is like a 368 or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> it says here 3.97. That's we go what we're based going on the with. paper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's get a little more now into the future. Ryan, talk about what you want to do once you finish your master's with, with these two degrees from Baylor. Sure. So my research uh, is focused on like improving propellers for like airplanes or drones or um there's all kinds of like like people talk about like oh flying cars or air taxis or things like that but there are companies actually working on that um and they need better propellers so that's what my research has been focused on and that's kind of it seems like the natural step is to go try to find a spot um out in the working world that works on that kind of stuff um propellers so like airplanes or drones something like that um so yeah just like an engineering job working on some things that fly, hopefully. I love that, working on some things that <laughs> fly. Cool. Better you than me yeah. and JMO, probably. Yeah, We exactly. should not be working on things no. that fly. And I'm curious, are you involved? Do you do some work at the Brick here? I, yes, I do, actually. Okay. So the, okay. cool. the research lab I work with, I work with Dr. Van Truen in the mechanical engineering department, and we have a lab over at the Brick. So Nice. Yeah. Very good. Explain to our listeners the Brick. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people oh. say, what is the Brick? So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty nice um, building. It's an old like tire factory, general I think, tire plant that yeah. they uh, mm-hmm. that they turned into office and lab space for. Um, I think there's mechanical engineering, electrical. Um, they have a lot of physics department people over there, um, and probably some others I'm not aware of. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice lab space. A lot of really cool projects going on over yeah, there. So very much. I mentioned the brick, and Maddie shook her head. Oh yeah, you, you spent some <laughs> yeah. time there, huh? I have. I have spent some time there. I'm hoping yeah. to join a project there next semester for my master's. Ooh, so kind of nice. similar to Ryan. Kind of has to do with flying. It's with the. It's called the Blimp Project, and uh-huh. basically it's working with a lot of autonomy. So uh-huh. we're trying to get it to fly, catch some balloons, 
shove it through a score and do that all without controlling it. Gosh. That sounds hard. That's sounds so cool. Great. And so then after that, like, what it, what is your dream job at this point in life? That's a good question. <laughs> so I honestly have been trying to figure that out in my four years here. And what I've really taken a liking to is embedded systems. Mm. So one thing we got to do, we got to build whatever project we wanted. We ended up building a system that goes on your hand and detects your heart rate and your oxygen levels. Oh, very and cool. that was something that I love. So it's a lot of dealing with hardware and software and implementing them together. And so that's really something that I want to take with me in the future. That's awesome. Wow. It's so cool that you, you've kind of had experiences here at Baylor that mm-hmm. have pointed to that. I love that. And Lily, what about you? What What is the dream job for you at this point? Well, when AI takes over the world, <laughs> I'm going to be in her corner. Yeah, right yeah, for sure. <laughs> Y'all remember us. Okay? Yes, anyway. please, please do. Please, please, please do. don't leave us behind. <laughs> um, I think for me, so I'm a neuroscience major uh, with a minor in nutrition. And I kind of, coming into college, I came in undecided. I didn't really have an idea of where I wanted to go, only that I knew that I was interested in the brain, the body, and more and more as I go through athletics and have my own troubles and own difficulties and, like, peaks and valleys, especially, like, with mental health and seeing people on my team and people in athletics also have their struggles with mental health, mm-hmm. something like sports psychology or um, there's this field called, like, optogenetics, mm. and you can do, like, brain behavior Mm. it's like behavioral analysis is really interesting and i think this is not like a job necessarily but it would be really cool to be able to implement some things that they learn in that field Mm. into a college setting to like optimize both mental health physical performance um that's kind of like the hazy cloud i have that's like the direction i'm moving forward to Um, that's so exciting yeah Maybe it's a good direction. Yeah. Good now you're listed as a junior. Do you have another year? I do. I compete? have one more year. I okay. have well, I have an ex I have two extra years of eligibility. Yeah. So I could take a fifth year if I wanted to. Gotcha. I'm on track to huh, no pun intended. I was gonna say she's funny. <laughs> I'm too. on track to <laughs> graduate next year. Um and I think that just all shakes out with how uh the season goes, if I'm still in love with running, if I wanna pursue grad school, mm. um, what that looks like. Very I'm sure. Good. Yeah, very good. And we should mention also, Lily, with you, you talked about the 800, but you uh, got a silver medal in the Big 12 Championships mm-hmm. in the yeah. 600. Yes. So kind of you, you kind of fell right in the middle there, the 400 and the 800. And I'll, a I'll, compromise. I'll run the 600. <laughs> I love the 600. Yeah. I'm, you know, the Big 12 is only um, conference that has the 600. Is that right? Really? So I, I think I'm like kind of cheating by running. <laughs> no, but it's, it's I, think, I think every it conference can't be, Anything have running 600 cannot be cheating of any type. <laughs> I love it. I love that race. It's I don't, Ryan. Did you ever run the six? No, no. The Big Twelve does have all those. Like they not only the eight, but they have the one thousand and the six hundred, and they have a bunch Golly. of these like weird middle distance races. Right. Yeah. We're the fun conference. I like hey, that. That's great. Come to Baylor, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good recruiting pitch. And you were also you got a gold in, uh, as the anchor leg Big Twelve uh, four by four hundred meter relay. So congratulations yes, on you. that. That's great. Thank you. That was a freshman year also. Um, our 4 by 4 is super strong, especially indoors. So yeah. 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 Awesome achievements. So I feel like we're just sitting here talking about all of these incredible academic accomplishments you guys have, but you guys have the exact same schedule as every other student athlete. You are spending this much time in practices, this much time in character formation type things. Talk a little bit about like how has the Baylor built program or how has just our student athlete center for excellence. And we can start with you, Maddie kind of helped you balance these two very, very time consuming distinct roles that y'all play. 
luckily I feel like I could talk to anyone in athletics and that's definitely what I've done if I've ever had trouble trying to figure out a time management plan or anything like that I've always Mm. just come into honestly anyone's office and just popped in and they've helped me develop a plan and they help me develop a plan that allows me to go and have my own time which is really nice so they Mm. try to purposely schedule in like time to go have dinner with friends or something like that which really is incredibly helpful that's awesome and helpful for now but then helpful moving forward as you take jobs and different things and balance different responsibilities I love that Lily what what do you kind of feel about that balance I think that they definitely provide so many services here but you definitely need to take advantage of them yourself like Mm. they're here but if you don't utilize them then they're not going to get utilized yeah and I think one of the biggest things for me, you need to go talk to your professors. You need to. Mm -hmm. And our academic advisors do a great job of sending in the, if we're going to be absent, they let our professors know. But it is so important that you go talk to your professor. Hey, I'm I'm missing this um, date because of a competition. I'm going to be traveling. And those relationships will last you the entire college, like, time. I have professors who... If you go into their office and ask them, how can I maximize my time? How can I still do well? They are so willing to help you, like so willing. Mm -hmm. So it is definitely up to you to take advantage of those resources and to reach out and maintain relationships. So important. Yeah, that's awesome. Good advice. What about you, Ryan? What do you think on that? Well, it's kind of funny because like going through undergrad, um, like uh, these two said before me, like there's a lot of help from like your academic advisors and there's a lot of dialogue with all the different professors you have. At this stage of my master's degree, it kind of feels more like a, a normal job. Like I talk, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, right. like, like I talk to Dr. Van Truen, and we like, like get our calendars scheduled and everything. But like I didn't have any like finals this semester. I wow. didn't have any assignments. Awesome. I'm just like I'm just working a job pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I I really appreciate like all those resources that the athletic department has. And I especially appreciate like the flexibility that um, our coaches at the track have mm-hmm. with uh, accommodating our our academic calendar and schedule, so to speak. Um, It can definitely be a little bit of a task sometimes balancing like your academics and your athletics, especially in the spring with track, things get a little crazy just with all the competitions we have. So um, definitely appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome. So many great resources. Yeah, and a good point Lily made. I mean, they're here. you got to take advantage of it, Dad. You yeah. know, you've got to step out and do that. I, I think our listeners might be interested in uh, how you three are so good, and obviously you are at time management, <laughs> you know, in yeah. season and out of season. Ryan, what's, uh, you know, with cross country, you probably run early in the morning and, and maybe late in the afternoon, but what's a normal schedule yeah. like for you? So... Yeah, so like this this semester, this spring when I was running track, I do cross country and track, just all the distance running. Um, normal schedule looks like some days we have morning practice, so like at six or six thirty, and then some days we'll have the afternoon at mm. three three thirty. <laughs> um, so really, depending on where practice goes, I just sort of put the rest of my day together. Gotcha. Right, right. right. Um, <laughs> just uh, find some time to go and get some work done. Um, a lot of it has been self kind of self-directed self-paced for my master's degree, which is really, um, kind of daunting at first, but I've come to enjoy it a lot. It's like, um, yeah, like I said before, it kind of feels like a job where Mm -hmm. you actually have a lot of leeway. So that's cool. But you've got to be disciplined to do that. Yeah. Yeah. you, You have to get it done. So like I, yeah. Um, I talk a lot with my advisor, Dr. Venturin about like scheduling and, making sure we get certain uh, 
reach cer certain checkpoints or things like that. So, Lily, how about you? What's what's it look like? How do you manage everything and do it so well? Google Calendar is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. Calendar, it lets you color code everything. Amazing. Um, I do kind of the same thing that Ryan does. Look at, we get the practice schedule that just stays pretty consistent throughout the semester. And then you block in your class time and your practice time. And those are the things you can't switch. Mm -hmm. So what's left? Yeah, right. And what can you do with? <laughs> the amount of time you need to study with the amount of time you need to be a human, mm -hmm. the amount of time you need to recover, where do those fill in? I am so far from perfect in that <laughs> ability. I have definitely like burned myself out trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. Like my Google calendar will sometimes look like a rainbow vomited all over. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe I should take a step back <laughs> and try to schedule some more go to sleep time. Yeah. Um, but that's something that takes practice and as I go into my senior year like this year has definitely been the best in terms of okay how do I manage my time how do I not burn out how do I make it to the summer how do I make it to the semester how do I make it to this next break and make it a sustainable process mm. um, I guess you engineers know about sustainability mm. <laughs> uh, sounds like you do too yeah I know I'm trying I'm, I'm learning <laughs> yeah. I'm learning about it so that's it's a work in progress. I think it's hard, and they throw us yeah. in. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah y'all balance it well. Maddie, how about you? Yeah, kind of like what Lily said. It was it was a rough start. Don't get me wrong. Like it's it's an adjustment to college without being an athlete, yeah. and mm -hmm. it was it was definitely a tough adjustment. It was not picture perfect at first. I can tell you that. But it's after talking to even upperclassmen, I talking to them, talking to a lot of my professors and coaches. It's definitely gotten a lot easier throughout the years. But it's. It's just important to block out certain times. So like we typically we would work out in the mornings. They would luckily schedule practices around our classes, which is really nice so that we're not running around all the time. But usually once practice and classes are over, that's kind of my block out time for homework. But it's it's definitely been an adjustment, but it's been a lot of fun. Mm. Y'all are obviously very good at it. Yeah. You're tuned in to the Sikkim Podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So we've been talking about how these incredible student-athletes balance their athletic success, their academic success, but then you guys do so much on top of that as well, looking kind of at these just quick bios that I know are, are scratching right. the surface, like we <laughs> said. But, Maddie, for you, it talks about how you, you've been a two-time team captain, you participate in team Bible study, FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes, Leadership Institute, Community Service. I mean, we could go so many directions, but talk about kind of your involvement in, in your team Bible studies and FCA and that on top of the other things that, that you're committed to. Yeah, I love it. I, it's Unfortunately, I don't get to go all the time just because I always tend to have really late classes, but the times that I have gone have been so beneficial, and they've always been led by two or three girls on the team, and they mm -hmm. do a fantastic job. And to be able to pull each other together and not talk about horses or athletics yeah. or school <laughs> is honestly an amazing experience. We've all grown because of it, 
and it's it's been incredible. Yeah, that's so awesome. And then Lily, for you, I mean, leadership retreat, leadership institute, and then also serving on SAC, uh, the executive committee. And so, tell us a little bit about your role on that executive committee and what what that's looked like. Yeah, I'm actually the exec chair for health and wellness. Wow. So that's an awesome an awesome opportunity. And I actually will be the chair next year as well. So we just had a turnover in our election process two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to work with Dr. Mo, who had just left, and all the psychologists as well as like the nutritionists and the students also, the student-athletes, just to see what opportunities, what ideas, what engagement we can provide that is beneficial for us. It's mm-hmm. interesting because there's definitely a line that you have to walk of, okay, we can provide all these opportunities, but if they're not convenient and if they're not fun, if they're not engaging, no one's going to show up mm-hmm. if they're not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing is like, okay, how do we make this caterable in a way where it's not adding something extra onto our calendars, where it's yeah. not doing something extra, but it's still providing meaningful information. It's still providing meaningful ideas. We did a sleep awareness week mm-hmm. and what it was literally so easy was we created all these bulletin boards and we put them on the study rooms in hires and it had sleep tips, had study tips because sleep is so important. Mm -hmm. And that's all you have to do for that is walk up to the study door (laughs) and read the thing and you can move on with your day. Um, So that's been something new for me is learning how to provide resources without having someone else commit to it, you know? Um, And then when, Hopefully we can create enough engagement, enough like, oh, we want this now where maybe there'll be more activities that people actually want to go out of their way for. Yeah. You know, so that's fun. That's awesome. I That's one of the things I love so much about SAC is that it's giving this voice to the student athletes that know what what is beneficial to student athletes mm-hmm. and know what you guys have time for. And, hey, this is the best way to communicate this information and things like that. So I think that's so, so cool. Ryan, you're kind of this seasoned veteran on your team, right? The the guy that has all this experience. You um, help the team by leading in prayer before practice. You're a role model on your team. What is kind of your your role as a mentor to some of those younger guys look like? Well, I definitely catch a lot of jokes for being like. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool because like um, I think maybe I have a little experience I can help share with those guys. But other than that, I think just being there sort of help people figure out like like I've sort of experienced how college can go from the mm-hmm. athletic or the academic side and um I just really appreciate being able to be there for some of my teammates who might be freshmen or sophomores who are just sort of like starting to go through some of those things themselves and I can sort of say well, like well you know it'll be all right if things are going poorly or like mm-hmm. enjoy this now cuz this is a really great time of your life um that's just been a really cool thing to be able to do um, maybe these past few years. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. And very successful. Ryan, uh, led the team was number one in every cross country. Uh, you were Baylor's top finisher. Let me say that in every cross country, uh, this year. Congratulations on that. That's a lot of success. All right. Uh, for all three of you, Ryan, we'll start again with you. Um, what's been the best part of your Baylor experience when you look at the whole total experience student athlete I think you three are very well versed to to speak to this what's been the best part of it for you well 
I, I guess saving the best for last, like really this semester of spring track and mm -hmm. research has been really um, kind of surreal. Like if I went back to like as a freshman, I wasn't even running the team as a freshman at Baylor. Um, if you told me what my results would have been like this spring in track, um, I probably wouldn't have believed you. Wow. <laughs> um, That's cool. I've been very, felt very fortunate to be able to have the success I've had this spring running. And also, I've just gotten to do some really cool research that I didn't even know existed when I came into Baylor. So mm. um, I think, yeah, just sort of being able to work on those things and have the success in running that I've had this, this past year has been really probably the highlight <laughs> nice very good lily how about you you got another year so we can yes. you can amplify on this yeah. this time next year or maybe two years mm -hmm. but what's been the best part of your baylor experience so far okay i'm gonna go more abstract than you <laughs> right? That's fine. i have a bittersweet relationship with uh <laughs> the challenge that baylor has put me through uh -huh. and the uncomfortable growth huh. that yeah. i've gone through and i've had seasons where I just sit and I look at the wall and I just think to myself, what is this? <laughs> like, what am I going through? Yeah. Why am I going through this? Why is this so hard for me today? And that is something that I never struggled with in high school. Mm -hmm. And so Baylor has put me in a place of uncomfortable growth, but I know I'm going to be so much better for it. And that's mm -hmm. something that's getting me through is, okay, let's work through this. Let's get through this uncomfortable time. Let's keep pushing. Let's, go out to practice and support your teammates and try to do well at school and talk to your professors, like do all these things right now so that when you look back in 10 years and I hopefully answer this question again, I'll be yeah. like, okay, it was, it was all those experiences that made me grow. Yeah. That's that really got me here. So that's my, Great. my abstract, my abstract answer. I love it. That's <laughs> Very awesome. Nice. All right, Maddie, you have the benefit of listening to both of them. So. <laughs> it's a hard, hard act to follow, yeah. not going <laughs> What's been the best part of your total Baylor experience? So I kind of have two. One would be definitely the relationships that I've built. Mm. I mean, I've probably met my future bridesmaids and all those mm. things here. I mean, I have met some of my best friends here. And then another really important piece kind of going along with the development aspect I can tell you my freshman year, I never thought I would have been a captain. Mm -hmm. I was someone that was so incredibly quiet, did not speak up in meetings, really wasn't one to have much of a voice. I was really shy, like wasn't really sure what I was doing yet. I was a pretty quiet kid. And the development that I've seen over this past few years is something I never thought I would experience. It's I never thought I'd be sitting here doing a podcast for being a scholar athlete of the year. Like that's just yeah. never something that I saw in my future. And to be able to experience all of that has been amazing. And I honestly don't know what I would do without it. That's great. That's very well said by all three of you. Mm -hmm. that's really awesome. good. Well, uh, know that we're proud of all three of you. I mean, yeah. the way you represent your sports and the way you represent Baylor and the way you represent the Lord, we're very proud of you. So continued success. It'll be fun to uh, watch. You know, we talk about preparing champions for life. Yeah. Y'all are very well prepared. So uh, good luck in, in whatever is next for you. We appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We know you're busy. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, very fun. Isn't it great? They're uh, great. Yeah, I mean, here at the end of the semester, and, and you know, you say student-athlete, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not dissing any other school, no. but at Baylor, it really is a student-athlete, yeah. and the student is first. Yeah. And these are the cream of the crop right here, Scholar-Athletes of the Year, uh, awarded at the Golden Bruiser Awards. So yeah. really fun to visit with them and kind of hear, hear their hearts. Yeah, hear their hearts. I love kind of what they shared there at the end about their overall Baylor experience. And I think Lily said it, but they all spoke to that uncomfortable growth in this, that they're able to realize while they're in this, like this is hard what they're doing, being a student athlete and doing it at the level that they're all doing it at academically and in their sports. I think it's just incredible that they're able to realize what benefit this has for them future in life. Yeah, very cool. Thanks to uh, Ryan Day and Lily Williams and Maddie Voorhees, the Scholar Athletes of the Year for 22-23 in Baylor Athletics. We appreciate you all and, uh, again, continued success. For Katie Smith, I'm John Morris. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.